You're listening to the Enya Health Series, and this is Enneagram Type 5, the mysterious investigator. Yes, we're diving into one of the most mysterious Enneagram types right now in this episode. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to the podcast. As always, my name's Alexa. Now today, I am so excited to talk about Enneagram Type 5s because they're perhaps the most mysterious of all Enneagram types, and they also tend to be the most private. Now, I have done extensive research on Enneagram Type 5s, understanding what makes them work, what motivates them, what scares them, and really starting to understand them in a new way. Now, if you're an Enneagram type five, then of course you know this information, but perhaps how this podcast can help you outside of traditional nutrition advice is to really make it work with your specific personality. Now, as an Enneagram type five, you can either hate health or be obsessed with health. And I wanna help you to achieve a balanced middle ground to understand what health means for you and how to live it out in a healthy and balanced way. Inside this podcast and inside the free 10 plus page guide I've created specifically for you, you can get all the practical information that really helps transform your life. Now, unlike common thought and what self-care is, it's not daft bombs and massages and all this frilly health stuff that Enneagram type fives tend to be really repulsed by. Health and self-care is who you are. It's living out of the deepest parts of you and nourishing your body, mind, and soul. It's really taking care of what your body needs and providing what it needs to live a healthy and thriving life. And that's what I want to do inside these Enneagram podcasts is to help you understand how to live that out based on your personality types and outside of another specific diet that perhaps doesn't work for you. So at the end of the day, health is not black and white. It's not about what is right or wrong but it's what's going to work for you. That's the only thing that matters. And if you're an Enneagram type five, that's what we're talking about today. If you're not, and you wanna learn more about your specific type, make sure you check out all the other podcasts inside this episode. And if you're getting here halfway through the Enneagram Health podcast and you're like, I have absolutely no idea what Enneagram type I am, then I recommend you head on over to the Enneagram Institute and take a quiz to find out. You might have to take multiple quizzes to really hone in on what type you are. It took me just a little bit of time to truly understand that I was a type two, where I spent many months believing I was a type three. What it really boiled down to me was all of the weaknesses, the areas that I struggle, my triggers, what hurts me. Those are the places where I really started to learn that I was perhaps not a three and more of a two. It's a little bit easier to recognize our weaknesses than our strengths because I think we'd all like the best strengths. So take a look at those and find out your Enneagram type. Now, I love this again because this makes health who you are. It becomes part of you, not just another thing that you have to do. And I think that's where things really start to change for an Enneagram type five, which is what we're going to dive into today. But before we get there, I do want to remind you, head on over to The Living Well. The guide is so good. You're going to want to download it and take a look at all the other Enneagram types for your spouse, your coworkers, for your kids, and really start to understand them in a new way. I think understanding each other is one of the best ways that we can work together and stop being triggered by each other. 
to stop the fight of life and really start to live more cohesively. And while you're over there, make sure you check out the Nourish Planner. It's a great tool that helps you with your specific Enneagram plan a life that you love and also live nourished. You can find more about the Nourish Planner, whether it's the dated version or the undated version over at thelivingwell.com. But for now, let's dive into Type 5, the Mysterious Investigator. Okay, they're not really called mysterious. They're actually known as the investigators. I just think that they're slightly mysterious. Like Type 5s, if you're listening, you're slightly mysterious, right? Like there are parts of your story that you may never tell everyone. And it's not to deceive or to not share. It's just a protective mechanism of you know what you want to share and how much you want to share. And that's all that people really need to know about you because you are warm and you are caring and you are very perceptive of your environment. So people do love a type five. So what do we need to know about type fives? Because once we understand who a type five is and their basic characteristics, then we can start moving into their eating and exercise traits and how we can create nourishing rhythms that really do last. So type fives tend to be observational fact people. They're logic-based. Like, they are the deep, deep thinkers. We learned last week about type fours for the deep, deep feelers. Type fives are the deep thinkers. They're in the head triad, meaning they take in information analytically through their minds. And in this process, they tend to get stuck in their minds. So type fives tend to base all of their decisions based on their thoughts, not on how they feel. Like you really believe or type fives really believe that what you can think or the logic behind it makes so much more sense than the feeling. Like it's more accurate to think it than it is to feel it. And I'm going to challenge this later on as we get into the self-care because of the whole self-awareness piece. Now, speaking of that, Type fives also tend to have a great awareness to their environment, but not as much to their bodies. Again, most of their focus is in their mind. They are very much mind people. And this creates this orientation inward. Like they become more recluse, more secluded, um, more withdrawn types of people. Definitely not people who like to engage in large crowds. And in fact, being with people too long can often drain type fives. Now, an interesting thing about type fives is that while we all have a set amount of energy in a day, type fives really play into this. They know that there is an energy bank and whether they think this or not, like they know that they have a set amount of energy and there are tasks and being around too many people can really drain that energy. Now, given that their identity is going to be more in their thought-based process about this intellectual, um, what they know gathering facts, hoarding information, like they, their identity is based in their skill, which is based in the knowledge that they've collected over time. So again, their identity is based in this mindset pattern. And knowing this, then we can start to see why fives get nervous when they start to run out of energy. Because their identity is often based in this intellect or this thought, which often is associated with a skill or the trade or the job that they do, then they invest so much energy in that and they're fearful when other things come in and try to steal that energy from them. So type fives tend to be very, very, very conservative and concerned about two things in life. One is energy and one is time. So we're gonna talk a lot about the energy bank. In the last few podcasts, we talked about how you felt and choosing to feel good over just doing things. And 
this podcast for type fives because you don't tend to be the feelers as much as you are in your head, I really want you to start focusing on health as a means to fill your energy bank. Like what things are stealing energy from you and what things are filling you with energy And we need to be more people or type fives need to focus on what things can fill them rather than take it away. But I really do think that's an interesting component of type fives. And one worth noting is that as they go about their day, their energy starts to dwindle and they start to withdraw more and more and more. So by the end of the day, especially if type fives work in an environment without people, they're great with people, but people do exhaust them and drain them. And so they need a period of time throughout their day where they can withdraw, where they can spend time alone because alone time is recharging. Now, with that said, type fives tend to leave at the extremes. And so type fives um, like to be involved in a lot of things, but at the same time, they like to be alone. And if fives start to feel super threatened over time, you'll notice the type five starting to pull away or withdraw or to stop engaging in relationships and really become a homebody. This is a really unhealthy place for a five to be because one of the healthiest points of a five or that makes them the healthiest is deep connection. Connection really draws a five out and brings them to the healthiest place. So if we had one thing that you needed to know in this podcast to make a healthy five, it is to connect in some way. It doesn't just have to be with people, but it can be with nature or the art or craft in which they do. Like at some point throughout their day, they have to find a connection because that connection, again, brings their identity out of their head and into a practical situation or practical circumstance that can then ground them in this whole process of living life. Because fives tend to get scattered if they're overwhelmed. So if I break this down a little bit more, I think I missed a few parts that maybe are really important for a five. So fives, like I said, they're very head thinkers. They're very inside, they're inward. They also like to collect things. So they like to collect knowledge and information and facts and sometimes finances, anything that will help protect them. And inside of that, their biggest fear is safety and security. And so what happens is, is that fives often live life with the basic fear that life is out to get them, that they have to protect themselves, they have to guard themselves, and they have to collect things that will help them live a life alone. And so that's what fives really do. They collect knowledge and information, and they might collect finances. They tend to be very minimalistic people. They don't have a lot of big needs. They're just very basic, simple people. But in that, they like to collect. And in the collecting, it can turn into hoarding. And the hoarding is, again, an unhealthy place for a five. So it's not to say that collecting information or doing the research or being financially secure is a bad thing. It turns bad when a five starts hoarding that and they become more withdrawn within that. What a healthy five really does is they collect that knowledge and then they give it away. They give their information away. They teach people about their craft. Um, They showcase their passions to other people. They help, they give, they connect. Again, that's what's going to make a healthy five go from the extreme of hoarding and being withdrawn to, again, connecting with people, being more vulnerable and more grounded and healthy, like more joy-filled. Because being inside your head and having a basic fear that life is out to get you, this can be a really hard place for a five. 
And fives can deal with depression and anxiety and just uh, a lack of joy in life. Like you can start to see stress pile up very easily in a five. And oftentimes this pulls them away, makes them slightly more angry or agitated or irritable, but also it just makes them more withdrawn, less likely to engage in conversation, less likely to want to go out and celebrate. Like they don't see the reason to do that when they feel like life is threatening. And so type five, we have to move from extremes. Like again, you're very extreme oriented and we have to come back to a place of balance. So in that balance, you're gonna find that you need space to be alone, to be withdrawn because that's very filling for you. But again, you also need to have daily connection, whether it's in nature or whether it's with people or humans, like we have to start creating this balance. And that's what most of the health recommendations that I'm gonna give you are based on the need to fill your energy tank, but also this place of scheduling time in a way that works for you, creating space all while connecting. So in growth, like when you are at your healthiest, what we know about a five is that you can tolerate feelings without shutting down or isolating. You practice mindfulness and you're very aware of your present. Like you are one of the most present Enneagram types of any of them. And you can get into your body. You can have this deep self-awareness about your body. And knowing some of the strengths that you have, you're very diligent and disciplined, some of the strongest willpower. You're observant and analytical. You're focused. You have a great ability to detach emotions from certain things. You're curious. You're pioneering. You have great boundaries. Like These are all really powerful strengths that if we can get your mind in the right place and your thoughts in the right space... Then we can use all of these things. And really what we see is type fives probably have one of the easiest walks with health than any other Enneagram type. But again, it's getting outside of extremes. So when we start talking about this in the health spectrum, what we see with Enneagram type fives is that there are two types of people. They either are what we would consider obsessed with health, like you've done all the research, you've thought about it, like any time that you have something going on, you are the one Googling it, doing the research, reading the research papers, studying it, asking other people about it, like you know all the facts and you are going to expect yourself to be the expert at that. Like you put the pressure on that now you're the expert and you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it with full force. Now, while there can be great traits in there, It can also become obsessive. Again, an act of hoarding or an act of obsession that really derails your life. It becomes the focus of your life, preventing connection and all these other healthy things. This is often referred to as orthorexia, which is the obsession with healthy living. It's extremely exhausting, extremely dangerous and damaging to your overall well-being. So we have to, again, come back to a place of balance. But on the other hand, there are a whole host of other fives that are so in their head that they don't think about mealtime. They don't often think about fives. Like characteristically, fives don't think about health that often. The only time health comes up is if it's going to interfere with their task or their job or they're showcasing their intellect in whatever craft that they do or their their skills. So that's often when we see health come into the picture for a type five is when it directly interferes or has a direct consequence to what they do with their life. But if that's not the case, if that's not helping, then we see that type fives tend to skip meals. They're one of the least nourishing people when it comes to health in their body. 
So you skip meals, often reach for convenience food if you need it, tend to just snack on processed things to get your by because you're so in your head that you don't take the time to really just think through the health aspect of it. So again, we have these extremes of being so obsessed that it runs your life to not really ever making it a priority or thinking about it and just eating enough food and convenient food to get you by. We also see over here on this this last extreme, this mindless eating. And so when we talk about the energy bank, what happens often throughout the day as the Enneagram 5 starts to lose energy is that they just want to come home and veg out. And for some people, that means turning on the TV and just distracting, trying to get out of their mind in any way possible to conserve as much energy as possible. And some people use this, uh, use TV or video games or social media, anything like that to distract themselves. But in that distraction, we can see a lot of mindless eating happening. There's no emotion generally attached to it other than you're just eating and you're being so mindless about it that you really don't know how much you've eaten or what you're eating. So again, it's bringing the two back together into the center place that makes health just who you are, not something that you have to do or obsess or think about. Like it becomes a natural rhythm because no matter which way you stand on which extreme, we really want you to stop thinking so much about it or to, you know, like if you aren't thinking about it at all, we can't expect you to, but we can create these natural daily rhythms that are just habitual things that you do without having to think about it. So when we start to get into some of these tips and tricks, that's what we're going for, is making these a part of your natural rhythm. Filling yourself, giving you the energy so you're not losing so much energy. All the efforts to make you feel more safe and secure. So we have to start embracing this idea that health is to preserve who you are to keep you safe and secure. So how are we going to do this, right? Like what are some of the ways that we can take this information and create a very realistic, practical application to this? Well, like I said, all the information for this can be found in the show notes. I have a free download where you can print this off and start to incorporate it into your life. And I hope it's really helpful for you. But again, basically the the premise of all self-care is how can you connect and how can you fill yourself, your energy or your battery life? And at the same time, how can you create the space, right? Like it's balance. So some of my top tips for an Enneagram type five, again, is to connect. Connection first thing in the morning is vital for an Enneagram five. If you wake up and you get into your head before anything else, you will struggle all day long. Like your energy is already starting to leave and you will run out. You will deplete yourself very, very quickly. So one way to fill your energy bank, again, is simple connection. It doesn't have to be with people, but it certainly can. So some examples of this is that when I was doing some research, I heard that Enneagram 5s should move before they get in their mind. And I thought that was really, really good. Um, maybe instead of, maybe you wake up and you just go for a simple walk or a jog or just doing something alone by yourself that's moving your body and also being aware enough to connect with the environment in which you're in. So when we talk about exercise specifically, it's interesting that type fives tend to be a little bit more sedentary. Like exercise is just not a priority. Again, it's just doesn't tend to be a thought process. Unless you struggle more in the orthorexia extreme, then it can become something that you always do. But again, it's the wrong motive and it's damaging to the body. So in general, 
the natural rhythm of type five is to be so in their head and so into their skill that movement is on the back burner. It's not something that you generally do or crave or desire. But it's also true that Enneagram fives don't like to do this with other people, right? Um, you don't like other people necessarily telling you how to work out. You often challenge those thoughts um, and you're kind of against the grain, like against the norm. And so it's important for a type five not to get so hung up in programs or workout classes, but really finding something that you can do that you enjoy doing as a part of your natural daily rhythm, something habitual that you can get yourself into that allows you to connect all while moving your body at the same time. So we're not looking for great grand things um, like signing up for a gym membership is probably not ideal for an Enneagram type five. Signing up for a fitness class, probably not ideal for a type five. Getting an app, probably not ideal. But what you are really great at is developing your own program. And that's what's so awesome about Enneagram Type 5s is that you're super creative and innovative and thought-provoking that you can create something out of nothing. And this is where you thrive. So instead of looking for programs and diet and exercise, what instead of looking for meal plans, I think it's important that a Type 5 starts to use their creativity and innovation to create their own. So that's what I want you to focus on is connecting, right? First thing in the morning and going back to that aspect of it, but using your creativity and innovation to make that who you are. So again, it doesn't have to be anything grand or spectacular, but just simple movement, getting, moving your body before you get into your mind is going to be critical. But other ways that you can can connect if you don't want to do it through movement is doing simple tasks for other people. Maybe you start a pot of coffee for your loved one or you pack a lunch or you do a little task, any little thing. You give them a hug, um, you embrace them, you talk to them. Those are all things that are going to be really healthy for an Enneagram 5. Not to Benjamin, you're going to help the other person. But what you're doing, again, is you're allowing yourself to pull yourself out of your thought patterns and into reality. And that is going to help open you up to a new world instead of just being so stuck and withdrawn inside your own head. So connect, connect, connect. Like I said, it could be moving your body first thing, which is still really important, or it can be doing something simple yet mind-changing for someone else. Other things that you should do, again, is focus on filling your tank. So for example, when it comes to eating, diet, standards, programs, these are not great things for a five. Oftentimes, this is just intense amounts of discouragement. Again, it can lead to orthorexia or the obsession and the overanalyzing of that. This is not what we want to do. It's not about good foods. It's not about bad foods, but it's more about what is going to nourish me. So instead of looking at food as either good or bad or just something you do, right, I want you to start looking at food and thinking, is this going to nourish me? Is this going to fill my battery? Is this going to give me energy? And start to look at food as energy filling or energy zapping. And I think that will start to change your way. Because again, for fives, with this intense amount of knowledge that you have, it's great, but sometimes that knowledge can stall you and push you in the wrong direction rather than just enabling you and encouraging you to do with it what you know how to do. And that really is making it your own. So when it comes to food, like I said, look at food as, is this going to fill my energy bank? And doing more of what makes you fill your energy bank. 
So for some fives, like I said, skipping meals is really common for Enneagram type fives, and this is not always healthy. So I want you to be aware of creating habitual routines based on mealtime. Like I'm going to sit down. These are the meals that I'm going to eat, and I'm actually going to pay attention or maybe even you could say escape from life in order to eat these meals and fill myself back up. But that's really important. Other things that you need to focus on for filling your tank is finding something that you enjoy doing that you can learn through um, that really does fill you up. So it could be starting a hobby. It could be fives love their hobbies. And it's really, really great for them. Healthy fives love their hobbies, I should say. And it's great for them. But also scheduling something fun into your day, something that you enjoy, getting outside of your norm, getting outside of your head and all the things that are going on in there and just stepping out again, getting back into reality and connecting with the world. So scheduling something fun, creating a hobby, moving your body, like these are all really, really great things to fill your tank. Other things that type five should do is schedule creativity and cheer likes. It's something that's missing from a lot of type fives, and it really does pull you to a place of withdrawn um, insecurity, not really owning who you are, is when you lack creativity in your life. Now, creativity doesn't mean just painting a mural or um, being crafty. There are a lot of ways to be creative, even if you're more intellectual and analytical. So you could maybe be creative with different research or um, in writing. You could journal. You could... Um, use your hands for like woodworking. There are lots and lots of ways to be creative, but it's going to be important that in every week, if not every day, a type five is including ways to be creative. I mean, if you're a teacher, maybe it's creating a new way to do lesson plans or a new way to teach a certain subject. Create and use your mind and this deep thought patterns and processes that you have that so many other people don't even open up to. Use that to change and help other people. And you will see a a, a life change happen. So schedule creativity, even if it doesn't work, just let yourself be open and creative for certain and set periods of time throughout the day. Now you would think you wouldn't have to schedule creativity, but for a type five, it really is important to schedule things into your day. Because if you don't, you will lose track of time. You will run out of energy and you will just do what you think needs to be done rather than doing more of what fills you up, allowing you to actually get more done. So schedule it into your life, whether it's 15 minutes a day or one whole morning a week. This is something that's really important for you. Another thing is just opening up. This is so hard for type fives and my brother-in-law is a type five and I happened to be talking to my sister about it last night and she's like, after 10 years of marriage, I still feel like I don't know everything about him. And I'm like, there is the mystery of the type five. It's not at a fault of a type five and it's not for them to be deceitful, but it's again, a protective mechanism. They share what they think is relevant and what needs to be shared and nothing more. Like they're not the type of people to go to those deep feeling places and spill their guts more like the twos, threes, and fours will, but they're more in their head. So they're very logical about how they share information and who they share it with. And yes, in some cases, that means withholding information that they don't think is valuable or is going to help. And so um, it's just funny because type fives tend to be very mysterious people for other people. Anyways, with that being said, how do you move to a place of health? How do you move from being in your head and using your head for good as a gift 
to the other extreme of being so in your head and so withdrawn that you really don't communicate with other people and you tend to be a little bit more depressive and uh, lackluster down on life. And really what I found through doing all this research was that it, it comes from opening up. It can be simple things like engaging a conversation, talking to someone, asking them questions, to really sharing your thoughts and feelings, like going to a therapist, which can be really scary and threatening for a type five, but it can also be really healing on the other side of them. You see, fives in childhood often had two extremes as well, which is why fives tend to be extremes. They either were suffocated by their parents and didn't have any space at all, Or on the other side, they were kind of neglected. They didn't get a lot of attention and therefore they learned to self-serve and self-soothe and protect self, right? So in either extreme, again, why type fives tend to be extreme, you can see in both situations how type fives start to build up walls. It's one of the reasons that type fives are so great with boundaries, which can be really healthy. But boundaries because of built up walls is not healthy. And so for a type five, it's going to be important that they start taking down some of the blocks that they've built up and starting to release their past out of them. Because what they don't realize all the time and what's hard to realize when it's yourself is that those emotions are affecting your movement forward. Sometimes those walls are actually stalling a type five from fully living in health. I've even seen this with like health issues or symptoms or people type fives who want to lose weight and they can't. And, and literally, it is impossible for them because they've built so many walls up that their body cannot physically heal. Like there's a physical component to every emotional wall that's been built. And we have to start connecting the two. So I think in health, a type five really does have to start to break down those walls and release them. Even if you tell no one else about it, just simple acts like journaling, getting it out of your head can be so important. Again, anytime you can get out of your head and back into reality is going to be a healthy aspect for a five. And so fives, you need to start breaking down those walls. You need to start being more open and talking to people and being vulnerable, which again is extremely scary for a five, but it doesn't mean you have to be like a deep feeler like a four and spill all of your guts. You're gonna do this in your own unique way. It could be a few words or a simple statement. That's great. Any progress is going to help. And it might be just enough to break down a lot of walls at once. So don't be scared of this process, but really do start to get yourself involved in more relationships. Again, doing hobbies with other people can be really great. Getting involved in certain groups or activities where you relate to the people. You really, really, really want to find a way to relate to people. And that's going to be so nourishing for you. So those are like the big four things that I give Enneagram type fives to work on. Like, I think this is really, really important in health. Again, doing more things to fill your tank. Practically speaking, what can that look like? I think one, it's scheduling your day based on your energy levels. Like starting your day with movement when you have the most energy. And this not only, like a lot of people think in fives, I think would associate movement with stealing their energy. But what you have to start to grasp is that moving your body before you get in your mind is actually going to provide energy for you. So movement in your way, in your rhythm, provides energy and will fill your tank. 
So schedule your day based on energy. Start with movement and then do your hardest task first and your mindless task last. You will run out of energy at some point. It's not something that you have to be scared of, but if you plan your day appropriately, you won't notice the the lack of energy that you that you normally do maybe midday or you won't have to retreat or re- withdraw later on in the evening like you normally do. So plan your day, like do more of your errands at night um, and do your hardest work first thing in the morning. Another thing is listening to music. Again, type fives can be creative and listening to music can kind of help the thought spiral from getting out of control, bringing you back into reality, back into a healthy mind space. Number three, we kind of talked about this, but schedule something fun into your day. Doing things that you enjoy doing is really, really important. Given that you tend to be a little bit more secluded and you do things out of scarcity, reminding yourself that there's a lot of fun in the world and a lot of life to be lived is really important. And allowing yourself to do that, which brings me to another one. Sometimes type fives are so insecure, especially financially speaking, that you tend to hoard money and you don't buy a lot. Now, it's pretty sweet that you don't have a lot of needs, but I think that there are things that all fives enjoy. And I think giving yourself space to save up, to purchase something, can, again, be the reminder that life isn't scarcity, but there is abundance here for you. And I think that's a mindset training that I really want fives to get into, is that we don't have to live in the mindset or the fear of scarcity. There is plenty to go around, and there's plenty for you to give. And it's in that giving that you are really going to find yourself. So again, scheduling fun into your day, buying something that you wanted, those can be great reminders of the abundance mindset rather than the scarcity mindset. And a few last ones before we end this, um, use your creativity. I kind of talked about this with exercise. The same goes with meal planning. Don't follow someone else's meal plan because you can do it in a better way that's more suited to you. Use your creativity, use your knowledge to create a meal planning system that works for you. Again, creating your own rhythms, not other people's ideas of rhythms, but your own. And this is going to be essential and rewarding, not to mention boost your confidence for a five. So even if you don't think about meal times, maybe you're on the one extreme where you've skipped a lot of meals, it's healthy, living is just not in your thought process. Or on the other extreme, if you suffer from orthorexia, I want you to bring it back down to a level of balance of just looking at the day, what do you feel like, and how can you be creative and convenient within that? And I think using that and stepping away from what other people's ideas are back into your own will help clear space and help you live more true to yourself. So use your creativity and meal timing. Like stop following other plans and start to listen to your body. Get aware of your body and what it needs, and this can be vital for you. Other things is creating just daily routines and rhythms, and the last one I already talked about, but it's practicing a hobby. Find something you love doing and do more of that. Maybe you sign up for an art class or some kind of educational class you love to learn, and if you can do it with people, that's going to be an extra bonus for you. So find something you love and remember, this life is not a life of scarcity, but abundance. And there is so much to be had here in this life. And so fives, I want to remind you (laughs) that your Enneagram type is pretty darn amazing. You have 
intense amounts of knowledge. And in that knowledge, you can create a life that suits you, that's healthy and nourishing to your body. So I want you to start channeling your inform- channeling your mind into this direction of how can I create routines and rhythms in my life? How can I get out of my head and actually start to live this life, a life of abundance and finding ways to give daily? So use your, your knowledge and your creativity and your innovation to really come to a place of scheduling your day, of cleaning your day, creating rhythms within your day, and using that to fill your tank and being aware of how much energy you have. And I think the more that you start to see patterns of increasing your energy and feeling better, you're more likely apt to stick with that. And what's also cool about a five is once you love it and it works for you, you stick with it. Like you detach the emotional aspect from that and you don't budge. Like it's just what you do. Like it's it's who you are, not just what you do. And that's what we're going for for an Enneagram type five, to make health who you are, not just another thing you have to do or research or overanalyze or overthink or to do in scarcity, but do it in abundance. Okay, that's it for Enneagram type fives. Like I said, in the next podcast, we're going to be breaking down this full deal with an Enneagram type five. I'm going to be asking her all the things. Now, I'm going to be honest. Enneagram type fives was not something that I had a lot of knowledge about before I did this. I did hours and hours and hours of research and talking to other people. So while I give you these recommendations, of course, it's not going to fit for everyone, especially considering fives tend to run on the extreme range. So I want you to just pick and choose some ideas that you feel like really resonated with you and start to make that more a priority in your life. Like the bottom line with fives is that you connect. Connect with this in some way and start to develop that rhythm because once you get yourself into healthy habitual rhythms, man, you don't think about it. Like it's just who you are. Like you are one of the best types at just making health who you are, not something you do. But again, it's just a little mindset shift to get yourself to do that. So in order to help you, I don't want you to forget that there is that full download, free, 100% free download over in the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 189, where I break down some more tips, some of your strengths to use, and also some journal props to help you understand what are you scared of and what are you, what are you using in your life to hoard or to create security? And is that healthy and is that not? Like we go to those places to help you really understand your thoughts and how it's creating the identity and driving the action in your life and maybe how we can make these small shifts in health to help you live a healthier life. Fives, your needs are not a problem, but they're a gift. Make sure you live in tune to what you need and supply more of that. You don't have to live scared that your energy is gonna disappear or your time is gonna run out, but you get to choose how to live creating more of both of those. Make sure you check out that guide at thelivingwell.com to learn more and send it on to your friends and family so they can know more about how you work. Don't forget to come back in the next episode as I talk with a real life Enneagram type five.